Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming unto Unlimited Boundaries, Officer B, your host, Lester Bailey. Today, I have a discussion about order of protections. Most people don't really know what order protections are, and it used to have a slightly different name years ago, as people would believe that it would be a warrant out for someone, or I can't think of the other name at the present moment. It kind of jumped my head. But we're going to talk about the order of protection. What are order of protections? Well, mostly the time that people even see, talk about, or even hear about an order of protection where they've been violated by battery or an assault or a threat. Those are the major portions. Somebody has been hurt one way or another, physically or mentally, and they need to take out an order of protection against someone who has made a crime against them. And that's a really important part. Most people wonder, how do you even get an order of protection? Well, the way to get an order of protection, sadly to say, is that you have to be a victim of a crime, of a crime of battery, assault, or threats that's going to harm your body in some type of way, a reasonable threat that you know that the person can cause bodily harm to you. Where do you get an order of protection? Always through the court systems. That's where you have to get them, and it has to be heard by a judge. A judge has to see a written police report. They must see a written police report that this crime has happened to you, and it has to have happened in a reasonable amount of time. Some people think that you have a lot of time. You really only have a very, very short time because the courts say that if you're waiting for a long time, it couldn't have been that important to you. They will give you most max time is about 30 days before the judge may actually throw it out. It's not to say that, you know, you've waited and you thought about it for some time. It has to be something of expediency. It has to be believable that you constantly believe that this person is going to come back and continuously hurting you until death. That's the basic premise behind an order of protection something that is going to cause you great bodily harm or death. How is the order of protection enforced? Well, the way that the order of protection is enforced is that the, the criminal, the, the offender of the crime, has to know about it. They have to know that the order even exists to them. If they do not know, if the court does not find, have any way to notify them, then sadly to say, it had, the crime has to happen again. And I don't mean to the tail end, but all the person has to be is on the scene. And you believe that you will be a victim of the crime. You must call the police at this point in time. The police will come out. The police will write up a report stating that there is an active order of protection that is out there. They cannot arrest a person for the order of protection first until that person is notified that the order actually existed. So those of you who are not quite sure what this order does, it gives a person, the offender or the person that has hurt you, it gives them a distance that they must remain at that distance from you no matter where you are. 
If you are there first on the scene and they enter the scene, they must leave. They cannot be within a certain amount of feet of you. If they do go in there, they are violating the order of protection and they may be arrested at the time that, you know, that they actually catch the person. This is one of the funniest things. It doesn't seem like this all safe for you just because you got a sheet of paper that actually states that there is an order. But that order does help you out in case the person is on the scene and you need to make sure that that person is informed that they have it. The police will inform all criminals that they do have that order of protection out against them. Who may serve the order of protection? Any court officer. An attorney can do it. Any court officer, any type of law enforcement agencies can serve the order of protection. Now, you ask how long do they last? Some are emergency ones that are short and it's only like a 30-day period. And then you have the longer ones that can go for, for years. As long as you keep it active, as long as you go to court on your court upon appointed days, then it can stay active now, when you're looking at how much time can be served for a person, of course, I told you the first time out, they cannot serve any of that time. No violation of the order of protection, but they can be arrested for whatever crime that they had committed at that time. I repeat, they can be arrested at that time for the crime they committed. They just do not have to serve any time due to the order of protection. That's important for you to know. Now, once they have known that the order of protection actually exists, there's the good part. The first time they violate the order, they they will spend three days in jail and to have absolutely no contact with you. I shouldn't say three days. Please forgive me. 72 hours. 72 hours from the point in time in which they learn about the order of protection. 72 hours. They cannot contact you within that time. They cannot text you. They cannot write to you. They cannot call you. They can't stand on the corner. They can't move in any direction in contacting you. And we have problems that some husbands, some wives do not understand when you're being put out of their own house in which they cannot go back into for 72 hours. This is very, very important. 72 hours, if you violate that, it, with that order within 72 hours, they will lock you up and you will spend 90 days in jail. 90 days. And you still cannot contact that person in any way. Your friends can go and contact them. Your cousins, no. Nobody you know can go and contact them on your behalf. Otherwise, that is a violation of the order of protection. Whether you agree with it or not, that is a violation of the order of protection. That is important for you to know. If you decide that you want to violate the 72 hours, you decided that you wanted to violate the 90 days, you, the next thing that they give you is six months. After six months, if you violate, excuse me, after 90 days you violated, they give you 60 months. They double your sentence. If you still violate that, 
Your next sentence is one year, followed by three years, followed by five years, followed by 10 years. It goes up for each time that you violate it, no matter how you violate the order of protection. So you cannot contact that person at all for no reason. And it's really important for those who live with people, be it if it's your husband, be it if it's your wife, your significant other. All of this counts because you have to be careful no matter what the order. Once that order is violated, once that order is violated in any type of way, it is not the police officer who enforces that law. It is not the person who enforces it. It is the courts who enforce that law due to the protection of people who really need an order of protection. You can, they cannot be taken down just because that policeman arrives on the scene, puts you in handcuffs, and carts you off. He has no choice because the courts state he has no choice. The person who was involved, the court now speaks for that person who has been violated. And once the court takes over, no one can do anything else about that at all. So you're in violation all by yourself. You figure that you're upset, that you're mad, nobody can put you out of your house. Yes, they can. And if that person is in your house and you violate that order of protection, you must leave your own house. And that makes people more mad and they violate it and they go back after that 72 hours and they find themselves in jail for 90 days because they decided to violate that 72-hour premise because they had to get their house back. No, it does not seem fair, but that's the court system. So you always have to know to be very, very careful of what goes on. And the consequences are very, very, I guess I'll call it hard. I guess I'll call it strong. <clears throat> Excuse me. But violating that order of protection is the one thing that you never want to do. Once it is set on your record, it can always follow you through your jobs. They can look that up and see, is there any violation of order protection that has been on this particular person because they still may want to work at the same place as someone else? And excuse me, for those of you all that work with your significant other, that means that you cannot go to work for those 72 days, excuse me, 72 hours because that's a violation. Yes, it will hurt your pocket, but it will hurt your pocket more if you did not have a job for the next 90 days. So do not violate that order of protection. It's for your protection not to violate that order of protection. Because once that order of protection goes out against you for whatever reason that it is, be it if it's fair, be it if it's not fair, be careful not to violate it. Follow the law. Ignorance of the law does not help you at all, and it is a not forgiving law. So I just had to make sure that I let my entire <laughs> podcasting family out here understand the importance of this. It's just a nice little tip and clue. So about this order of protection, this is being brought to you through Total Life Changes. You can detox your body to a better life. You matter. We provide products and community that make you feel better. So if anybody's interested, 
please go to www.shop.totallifechanges.com slash Lester 007. That's shoptotallifechanges.com backslash L-E-S-T-E-R 007. Total Life Changes. You all have a fantastic and wonderful day, and thank you for coming on and listening to this podcast. I look to hear your comments, and I will talk about those things as we go along. Until the next time, you all enjoy your brilliant life.